Joining me right now is Kiwi flyweight juggernaut Kai Carl France. What's going on, Kai? What's up, bro? Thanks for having me again. No doubt, man. No doubt. Uh, let's go back to your promotional debut, UFC Adelaide. You were training for Ashcan Mokhtarian. He pulls out real late. You yeah. get Elias Garcia on short notice. How much of an effect did that have on your performance, having to change opponents? Yeah, like, I know injuries happen all the time, but it's just convenient that it's happened twice now for Ashkan. Um, I had a few people telling me he was gonna, he was never going to show up. So, um, yeah, like, I, I, have, I gave him the benefit of the, of the doubt. I, I showed up, I made weight, but... For a few days, yeah, I was in limbo, even if I was going to have to have a fight. Um, having 50 people messaging me, coming over to Adelaide saying, hey, are you still fighting? What about this money we're all spent on tickets, you know, hotels, travel? Um, so, yeah, for a few days, I didn't know what I was doing. I, like, I had rumors that I was going to go up to Bantamweight to fight. And then um, they're saying that they wanted a local guy as well. So I had so many flyweights around New Zealand and Australia calling me out saying, Pick me. I had so many messages, man, like from managers saying, like, well, who do we who do we talk to to um, to take the fight? Because we'll take it. And I'm like, I'm reading it, but I'm not responding because I already had a fight lined up um, against Elias. He already um, accepted it, and then he from the matchmaker we got told that he's quite light, so he can make flyweight in a week. So yeah, um, that 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 like little. I had a little bit of, um, not a cheat meal, but I had like a morning where it's like, oh, the bat fight's at Bantam, like you can eat again. And I was like, oh, okay, sweet, I can feel like normal. And then the, in the afternoon, they're like, hey, stop eating, it's back at five. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's just one of those things that like, I just had to stick to my diet. Oh, I didn't go up too much. And you can see I made weight pretty easy. So yeah, it was one of those things where we don't actually focus too much, or I personally don't focus too much on my opponent. I leave that up to my coaches. And this is like a prime example why when you get an um, opponent replacement, you don't want to be focusing on too much of the little details because when it changes, you're going to you know, overthink things and be like, I put so much into this. So that's why I just work on myself. You know, I, That's the only thing I can uh, control is what I'm, what I'm going to bring to the table and what I'm um, good at. So that's what I focus more on. I let my coaches kind of do all the, um, the finer things and break down fight footage and all that. So, yeah. You didn't, you haven't competed at flyweight for a long time. Did you have a hard time getting your weight down this, you know, that last fight? Uh, not at all. You know, I had, what, 12 weeks to, you know, slowly bring my weight down. So I did it the right way by doing it slowly. And then um, I had a nutritionist as well. I was working with um, Ian Lowry's from um, Lockhart. And then it's was a funny thing. So I was working with more fight week and then week of the fight he's like oh sorry bro I'm boys with Elias I'm gonna be in this corner and I was like well I was fine with it but it's like it's just funny how things happen like that um so he was in his corner but you know he only, he only does my nutrition so it's not too much of like you know a, um a sabotage in my camp because he's not hasn't seen any of my fighting or anything like he's only seen what's online he hasn't been in my camp so it wasn't too much of a big um hiccup but then he gave me this new guy um Jordy, who's from, got a business called Fight um, Dietitian, which is awesome. This guy, like, I, I got along with him really well, and I've, I've been working with him to this camp as well. So he got my weight down. I only had to cut a kg on the day, 
um, in the bath, but you know, I was on weight in an hour and I was eating before the weigh-ins. So the most I've ever ate on fight week and the lightest I've ever been. So that's why I'm going to do it again this time. And I'm on track. I'm pretty much exactly the same way as where I was, where I was last time. Um, or the time frame I've been given. Um, I'm about the same as where I was last time. So yeah, I'm happy with my waiters and um, I'm, I'm in peak condition to do the whole thing again. So yeah, feeling good, feeling ready. Yeah, a lot of people were impressed by your performance. Did you feel you proved more by coming back after you know some adversity early in the fight compared to like getting a quick finish? Yeah, I think that showed you know why I should be in the UFC because a lot of people would have been you know um, overwhelmed with um, scenarios that the fight would take place. But you could see um, I was never too phased by what was happening. I knew that I could always recover. Um, you know, get on top and then re remain dominant, which in the judges' eyes, you know, you couldn't get more dominant than that, how many strike the differential um, I had w between us. Uh, so, yeah, I was happy with my performance. I gave my coach a heart attack, though, when he, I was caught in that triangle. It was it was getting tighter, but um, when I slammed him, I anticipated he was going to go for my arm, and he did, but I already had um, turned it over to um, prevent from breaking, so... Uh, that that was defended straight away, and then on after that, I, I felt like I broke him mentally. Like, ah, oh, shit, I can't, I can't, I can't stop this guy. I'm gonna have to. Um, yeah, I, he was like, I, I don't really know a way to win this fight now because I can't submit him, I can't knock him out. So, yeah, from there, that that's where my conditioning took, you know, took its place, and um, I could stay on top and kind of just punish him. So yeah, felt good. I was good to go three rounds in the UFC. You know, that ring time is crucial just to get comfortable. Um, but, you know, making that walk to the UFC um, and then, you know, waiting for Bruce Buffer to announce my name, when Eugene, my coach, was in my ear, he was like, they're saying your first rodeo. And then that kind of clicked in my head, like, yeah, I've done this, you know, nearly 30 times now. Once you get past all the bright lights, all, all the people around you, all the big things, you know, the big UFC you put on such a pedestal, um, that's what made me more comfortable because it's just, it's just another cage, you know, same shit, different day. So uh, that gave me confidence, and then uh, you know I'm happy I could put on performance that um, that is what I'm used to um, doing. Not just you know those UFC jitters, they're they're real. But if you're if you're supposed to be there, then you'll perform at your best. You had a training camp for UFC Adelaide that was in early December. You're getting a yep. quick turnaround for UFC 234. It's around two months, I think. What are the benefits yeah. of having back-to-back -back camps for you? Uh, the benefits is having that um, fight, or the feeling of fighting fresh in your mind. Like, you know how hard it is to mentally push yourself past those barriers. So it's it's not unfamiliar territory. Going into the next camp, you're like, you know what's capable. Uh, you know what you, you're expected of to um, get ready for a fight. It's not like you took a month off, you know blow up, oh, your weight blowing up, and then you're getting back into it. It's just fresh. So you, I did have to pull back a little bit just so I don't over overtrain, um, which was fine. You know, I got to just at least let my body heal and then get back into it. Um, so now, yeah, everything's kind of worked out well. Um, it's, it's been nice having you, Shane and Israel in camp with me. You know, they're fighting on the same card. So we're, we're uh, on Christmas Day, 6 a.m., training together. 
so it's, it's a lot easier when two other guys are there pushing with you. So, yeah, it's been it's been a good camp. Um, you know, no, no no injuries or anything like that. Um, and we've had good numbers throughout the holidays. So it's this time of year, especially in New Zealand, we have such a good summer. Um, people, you know, go away for the holidays and come back in a few a few weeks. So we had a few guys that stayed in Auckland. Um, we're like, if you're staying in Auckland, just come in and train. We need bodies and we had a few bodies that stayed behind, so it was it was good to have guys that you know sacrificed a little bit um, just to help us out. Which you know, in the long term, we will return the favor when they have fights. Yeah. Peaking can become an issue for many fighters. How do you keep yourself from burning out during this extended training camp? Yeah, I, I listen to my body. You know, I've, um, easier said than done. I've also got you know that that system we follow. With, um, our HRV, our heart rate monitors and stuff. So uh, it was a bit of a, sh it wasn't a shock, but my, my body did drop a little bit with, um, you know, just maintenance stuff. But then it, it started to feel normal again. And then after a while, you just get used to um, that feeling of just being not tired, but like, you know, when you're peaking your cardio and all that, having it, it's nice to have that feeling where you don't feel tired. Or like you can push past that boundary of um, fatigue and that's when you know you're getting fight ready. Um, when those workouts that were hard at the start of the camp become, you know, not the easiest but uh, manageable. So, yeah, it's, it's a fine art of overtraining and um, pulling back and not under-training, you know, because you, you, you always want to show up and give your best, but if, if your body's not performing the way it should be, um, you just need to, you know, be honest to yourself and be like, okay, I, I do need to take a rest day here or there. Um, that will help me in the future or prevent injuries because, you, you know, you don't want to be over-training things that shouldn't be. But, yeah, it, it's been a smooth camp. Hopefully, um, I said that last time and then Ash can't pull out. So. <laughs> so hopefully this time, you know, my opponent shows up. Um, so, yeah, feeling good. Your next opponent is Halloween. Yep. Paiva at UFC 234. A lot of people were expecting a bigger name for you in your second fight. Did you feel the same way? Uh, I guess so, yeah. People are expecting me to fight, you know, um, a ranked opponent or, you know, I think there's only about 22 flyweights right now in the division. Um, a few of them have been released, or like a lot of them have actually been released and that others have gone up to bantamweight. So, yeah, I... Uh, I was I wasn't surprised. I know he's like tough opponent, so it's going to be his debut fight. He came off a win on Dana White Contender Series, the Brazil edition, and uh, yeah, he, it's quite similar to the style I got into the UFC. I guess with the Ultimate Fighter being fighting in front of Dana White, um, he did the same thing, and he, and he won against a tough Brazilian. So he's got an 18 and one record, 12 fight win streak, all 12 decisions. Um, on his record, so uh, you know he, he's tough. He, he's most of his fights have been in Brazil, so you got to take that in consideration. Um, I feel like I have more experience, just in overall um, the variety of opponents. You know, I've fought a lot of lot of guys, a lot of different looks, a lot of experience as well. So I feel like I have the advantage have, having already fought in the UFC. Got that, you know, got that monkey off my back. You know, there's a lot of pressure trying to fight up to everyone's expectations that you should be performing like you did in your previous fight, all that kind of thing. So that's what he'll be doing. 
coming into this fight. And, um, yeah, I haven't taken it lightly at all. So that's why I've trained, you know, straight away after my last fight. You know, it's all good to sit back and look at, um, count the pennies. You know, I've got five tonight um, in Adelaide, but I wanted to get on the Melbourne card. I knew it was a quick turnaround, but they don't come down to, you know, Australia and New Zealand often. So when they do, just got to jump on the opportunity and keep that momentum going. So that, that's what I'm expecting to do. I'm looking for a finish for this fight. Um, you know, I'm going to take it to them. I want to put on another performance like my last in Adelaide and um, hopefully, you know, give the fights, give the, the fans a fight that they, they can remember and um, keep the flow at division alive. When you break him down, when you talk to your coaches about Paiva, is he similar to any former opponents you have faced? I guess he's quite similar to my last opponent, Elias, and the height difference um, and his kind of structure. Um, having, I think he's had a few more. The way he stands, it looks like he's had a few more tie fights. So he's got he's got some good hands, good kicks. Um, he's good at scrambling, which is it will be a fun fight. Then you know we'll be in a lot of transitions. Um, being from Brazil, obviously his jiu-jitsu is going to be um, you know world class. So. I'm expect I, I'm pre- prepared for everything for this fight, so I'm not just you know limiting myself to you know one one technique or one um, one punch knockout. I, if it's a, if it's an indicator of what my last fight will be like, then I'll be more than ready. You know I want to um, showcase all my skills. Um, I've cleaned up little things that I did in my last fight that um, that I won't make those mistakes in this fight. Well, you know I can look out for and critique myself on those, but. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of more focused on myself. So, like I said at the start, I let Eugene kind of look at all that fight footage and um, of my opponent. And he's the one that will break it down, and that's what we've been doing on the pads. I don't really get too specific in what I need to do. I just um, listen to the call, and I just do it. So, yeah, another week of kind of fine-tuning, and then we fly over to Melbourne on the Monday um, with Izzy and Shane. So that will be cool because... You know, having three guys fighting on the card, you get, you know, a lot of corner men to come over. And uh, to have them backstage, it will feel like just, you know, another day at the gym. That 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 would be nice to kind of keep the nerves down. And then um, make that walk out to the Rod Labor Arena, which I've been watching the tennis all this week. And I'm, it's kind of, you know, surreal thinking I'll be fighting there in two weeks. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun fight. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It seems like you do well with fighters that are taller than you. Your your history, your track history against guys like that, you know, the the style of striking that you you bring forth, they they catch punches easily from you. Yes, yeah, because I spar Dan Hooker in Israel at a <laughs> all the time, so I'm I'm just used to like throwing my right hand, you know, a bit like going upwards, so. It's just something I've had to get used to. Um, I, I feel comfortable against a taller fighter. If I had to fight someone smaller, it, yeah, it would throw me off a little bit just because I've never had it. I'm always the shortest. I'm always the smallest. So, yeah, I, it's something I've just had to kind of get used to. Yeah. All right, UFC 234, February 10th. Yeah. It's going to be a exciting matchup. I think this matchup shows that the flyweight division is going to live. It's not. It's not dead anytime soon. Yeah, this fight was actually announced before the. Or, you know, it's it's reassuring that it was after Henry and TJ's fight because mm-hmm. apparently that was supposed to be the fight that would decide the destiny of the division. 
but to have my fight, you know, scheduled after that, and I've seen there's another flyweight fight um, announced in Nashville. Um, it's kind of yeah, it, it's a good thing that um, they're keeping us around. I guess they they wanted to um, trim, not trim the fat, but keep this keep the vision really um, not elite either. What's the word? Um, just exciting. But I think the guys that they've kept around, they're the guys that. Um, are going to put on exciting fights. They're fighting for their spot in the roster. You know, one one win in the or one or two wins in the UFC, you're already a ranked opponent, which means you know you can climb the rankings a lot faster and um, fight those you know top tier guys that already had names. So that's my goal this year to kind of fight as much as I can, um, climb the rankings. You know, I, I'm glad the flyweight division is still alive because it would have been so. Uh, it would it would just be it wouldn't have felt right getting in there and then you know the division gets cut and um, I couldn't have shown my my full potential in the in the UFC so I'm glad I, I have another fight scheduled and we can do it um, all over again and you know that memory's still fresh in my head me jumping on the cage after after I won and you know in, in my home not my hometown but Australia is like a hometown for me just because I that Anzacs really get behind you so yeah I'm looking forward to it and. Uh, I'm 100% motivated and focused for the fight and uh, to get the W. Yeah, man. The flyweight division is kind of looking like the heavyweight division in a way, pretending to yeah. like you could win like two, three fights and then you're you're at the title. You're 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 knocking on the door. So I'm excited for you, Kai. Thank you for your time and uh, good Thank luck you. on at uh, UFC 234. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it all the time and um, yeah, thanks for the chat.